Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 213, going into the ear holes of our patrons on June 20th, 2022, into the ear holes of everyone else, June 22nd. Steve, it's you, it's me, we're back. We're, we're finally with good audio quality. I quadruple checked before we started recording. My audio <laughs> sounds good. Um and we both had a rather busy uh, a couple of, of, of weeks, um, hence the delay in getting that one podcast out, and then, safe to say, a complete lapse in coverage of Key 3. Is, is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we're back, and uh, I think we're going to have as much of an episode as we can fit in before Steve falls asleep at his keyboard. But before then... Patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Back us for Discord perks, discount codes, the whole shebang. Uh, buy the LGBT bundle on Itch.io, the Queer Games bundle. It's June. It's Pride Month. Uh, support the Wet'suwet'en defend their land from a rambunctious and rather racist provincial and federal government. Links at the top of the show notes. Um, of course, Steve, I want to plug, if you haven't listened to our amazing interview with James Russworm, uh, one of the, I, he said spokesperson was okay, or leading spokesperson of the Keywords Edmonton Union, that's in your feeds now, and there's two points I want to mention that I uh, stopped recording and just, he mentioned at the end that I thought were interesting, Steve, was I hadn't considered uh, that at the end of the contract with uh, Bioware Edmonton, there's a high chance that a lot of them would be let go anyway, just by the nature of contract work, and then they would rehire them later. So if you yeah. already have that impending, like, oh, they're just going to lay us off anyway, part of that takes a weight off of like, oh, like this was probably going to be temporary anyway. I might as well unionize leverage that position. And then if they want to hire, like if we can put in our contract, like if you're going to use us for multiple projects, you have to keep us on and like, of course, benefits while they're on and stuff like that. So I hadn't considered that like as a, as an asset almost to unionizing in terms of like, there's less risk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I thought was interesting was I said, uh, this will help you avoid some Bioware magic kind of jokingly. That's what they refer to the crunch culture over Bioware. And he said, yeah, that would be the idea of course. And that might entice Bioware devs who are now, uh, seeing the contractors spared the crunch due to their union, but they're not. And even though they have the nicer salary and all that, uh, benefits and stuff, you would get full time just seeing that other people have to work less, uh, and have a better work-life balance guaranteed to them by their contract. That might be enticing. It makes sense. I like the interview. It was good. Thank you so much. And sorry about the audio quality. I have one more pass uh, that's going to go up for everyone of like much better audio on my, not much better, but like I noticed a bunch of clicks and mouth noises and I'm going to edit all that out. <clears throat> I didn't really notice, but I also don't have a ear for that sort of stuff. So that's fair. I feel like I'm maybe too noticing it. That didn't make sense. We should, uh, we should, uh, we should bounce it out now and bring on someone who's like really anti. <laughs> Uh, now we have the CEO of, uh, EA, Andrew Wilson on the podcast. Andrew, why should all union organizers be thrown into the grand slurry machine in the basement of every HR department? Um, no, this week, Steve, I want to talk to you. We're going to, I'm going to tease. I like doing the little tease up top. Are we going to potentially be getting a Minecraft game from the hard space shipbreaker devs? Mm, potentially the greatest mobile game ever is now on steam. 
Uh, and of course, we'll be dishing about everything we remember seeing in our in our brief dips in and out of Key Three. Uh, but before that, I also want to plug art from our artist in Edmonton, Joel, uh, who gave us new feed or cover art for the Patreon and um, normal feeds, which is fixed everywhere but Apple now. I I'm gonna have to figure is, that one out. Is Apple still broken? Apple's still broken, and uh, Squarespace customer support has been less than promised in those podcast ads, let me tell you. Uh, so we will get to the bottom of that, but it looks nice, and I'm really happy with it. So shout out to nice. Jay, sorry, Joel, J9 on uh, Twitter. And we, paid, we paid him in exposure, so. Yes, we did. No, no we, we gave them a, I asked, what's the living wage where you live? They sent back, like, oh, this much. I'm like, all right, we'll just do that much, and then and then we did that, and I mm-hmm. think that's that's a good approach. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, shuffle some paperwork at the top of the show. Kixie, still looking for devs, leads, VP, and more. Victoria, BC, or Remote A Game Studios is looking for a Unity or C-sharp dev. Crimson Herring Studios is looking for a game programmer in Unity. All of these are on the site, canadiandevs.com slash jobs. Since, um, you know, we might be getting picked up a little bit more in the Edmonton scene, I have two Edmonton uh, dev events I want to plug, Steve. There's a June monthly meetup happening Tuesday, June 28th, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and there will be members of the Keyword Union there uh, if you want to uh, ask questions, network, connect some dots, see uh, what's all the fuss. Uh, And then they're also going to have a picnic uh, July 10th, 4 to 8 Mountain Time. And picnics are just a lot of fun. I, I love a good picnic, Steve. Barbecue. Vancouver's having a barbecue. Game Dev Summer BBQ. No extra B. July 16th, 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and Superfest is still happening this fall from the Hand Eye Society. They're looking for speakers, volunteers, and games to show off. It's the 10th year. They want to make it the biggest one ever. I'm excited. Shuffle some paperwork on that, Steve. That was a ruthlessly efficient, I will say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> section of that uh i, I want to keep this pod tight it's 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 past steve's bedtime rapidly approaching oh, it's, it's, I'm mine so tired. I'm so, tired. <laughs> so let's jump right into this steve news uh you shared this one uh i couldn't find where the heck the studio's from it's mega ephemeral but you shared it so i assume you know uh emergent fates re colon developed so they're just going full kingdom hearts on the title uh has been announced <clears throat> do you know off the top of your head where mega ephemeral's from no, let me find the email that they they sent because maybe it's mm. okay. Uh, this is a game that I believe launched on mobile. I remember us getting into the test flight for that. That was my first time using the test flight feature on iOS. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. An iOS JRPG um, coming to PC via Patreon is how the game's being pitched, which is interesting. Um, how is their Patreon doing? Let me take a peek over here. I like this Patreon approach to game development. I've been seeing Sock Pop do it, of course. Steve, the unprecedented success of Paralives in Montreal, mm. uh, funded through Patreon. They're making, they're making, they're pulling, they're pulling in enough through Patreon to pay multiple people full time to work on the game. Can you yeah, imagine, ju- Steve? Ju- just the other day, Heather was like, "When's Paralives coming out?" Like, I don't <laughs> think they have any. They're they're in no rush. <laughs> they're just making a salary, just making the game from Patreon. So it's true. So currently, Mega Femoral doesn't have it public, I believe, or it's just there aren't any yet, but they have a dollar tier and that gets you patron only posts and messages and work in progress <laughs> updates, as well as access to the discord where you can ask uh, questions and give feedback during development. For By the way, they're, um, mm-hmm. they're the email they sent me or us says they're in Toronto. So beautiful. Toronto. 
And there's a demo on PC right now, too. Toronto. Redeveloped, good. You know, like, they're going for JRPG. You adopt the JRPG titling, I say. Mm -hmm. This, Steve, next story, totally for you. Like, this has been the, you know, the sum, it was supposed to be the Summer of George, and it never materialized on oh, Seinfeld. Man. I was just thinking this. I'm like, this, this is the summer of Steve. <laughs> it has just been banners for me. Steve, the last, this tweet. Like, month or so. Steve, just read Ray. this tweet to me. <laughs> Raycon and Ghostface Killa, thanks to the super feminine entertainment from the Wu Tang Clan, are serving the ultimate hip hop experience in TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, they've done a few <laughs> songs on it. And I think it's so end, cool. The, the end credits for sure, because. We I I beat it with uh, my buddy and he was over and oh yeah and he was just like this sounds like Beastie Boys or something I'm like actually I think it's the Wu Tang because <laughs> if I had to because so I know they're doing songs on it and yeah it was uh, Ghostface Killer Steve as an artist as a creator as someone who who likes to make things and have other people look at them and judge them could you imagine the opportunity to work with Ghostface Killer anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at the. We bring this Mike, up, of course, because Mike Patton. Well. Mm-hmm. Did he do? Is isn't that a person, Mike Patton? Is that's a name that sounds familiar. How do you spell it? Patton. Patton sounds familiar. An American singer, uh, producer, film composer. Yeah, Faith No More. Yeah, it is that guy. So he he's also famous. He did apparently did the intro. Oh, for uh, Ray, TMNT. Yeah, and then Ray Khan and Ghostface Killer. We ain't coming to lose, which I think, I, if I had to guess, was the the end credits. And Interesting. Everything else is some banner group called T Loops. So I've been loving this trend of Canadian indies uh, just partnering with a period appropriate artists for original songs for their game. We of course saw Grift, uh, the Big Con Grift of the Year edition. Mm. Uh, partner with uh, I forget the band, but for like a '90s style like. Um, uh, karaoke trailer for the Grift of the Year edition, uh, which just fit perfectly. And now we got um, rap for TMNT, Wu-Tang Clan. 90s was oh, yeah. TMNT and Wu-Tang, right, Steve? You were there. <laughs> Bless that. I think, I feel like Wu-Tang Clan 36 Chambers was like early or late 80s, but it might have okay. been. It might have been early 90s. But um, I mean, Vanilla Ice was in the second movie. They should have got him. Oh, man. That's true. Maybe there's still time. Maybe DLC. Like, we don't have that one character yet, right? But we'll get to that in what no, we've no, been no. playing. Okay, we will. Wu- uh, Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers was released in 1993, so. Oh, we're just, just in time. So that is very TM. That is right in the heart of TMNT. <laughs> TMNT I, fever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve, I went to, uh, when we're, when you're here, we could go there potentially. It's called Yaya's Pizza. And, uh. They, it's like all decked out. They just take like paper plates and you can draw and put them on the wall. But then in the corner, they have a CRT TV with like an Atari and an SNES and a Sega just stacked around it. And then just a mountain of VHS tapes. And the, the first time I went in there to buy a pizza, I saw like 10 minutes of TMNT on VHS. And it was the only, first time I'd ever seen it. So Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. Have yeah, to show me that. yeah I'll be there. Cool. We'll be there next week. So For an in-person recording of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. We'll try. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Dateline Montreal. Kit Fox Games has released an update to Boyfriend Dungeon called the Secret Weapons Update. There are three new romanceable weapons, uh, new dunge, which are their dungeons, more outfits, three new songs, lots of stuff. Leah is a hammer. Leah's cute. She hands you a smoothie. You Aww. beat this, right? You beat this. I did. I did. Tori and I actually played it together. We had a lot of fun playing this one together. It was uh, only an hour or two. I did 
want to get past the dungeon stuff a lot. Like I was playing it like I play Persona. I just want to talk to people. I really don't want to do any of this other stuff. Um, <laughs> the combat and the fighting and the RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to go. Sure. I just want to go have cute conversations with my friends and and decide who I think's cuter. You know what I mean? That's fair. Like in real life. Exactly. And so Boyfriend Dungeon provided me that. Uh, and I just, of course, dropped it to easy and just blasted through the dungeons. Um, there were yeah. some cool, so, like, like it was a, like kind of like how Persona, the dungeons are like manifestations of insecurities and like real things in right. people's heads and stuff. <clears throat> Sorry, did you say it's only like an hour or two long? Yeah, that's it. It's, Tori, how long do you think it took to beat, uh, Tori, <laughs> how long do you think it took to beat Boyfriend Dungeon? Not long. Two, two hours? I think they do want you to replay several times, Tori's right. Uh, yeah. okay, but we did it in like two or three, I think. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, I guess I just yeah. assumed longer because it was an RPG. But I mean, you, we uh, we were playing like just to like breeze through it because I didn't want to do any of that, um, you know, dungeon stuff. But that is a big yeah. chunk of it. So if you play that, it might be a lot longer. You wanted the boyfriend part more than the dungeon part of it. Exactly. You get it, yeah. Steve. I, I anyway. You. They've added more boyfriends, so <laughs> maybe I should hop back into Boyfriend Dungeon, which I believe is still on Game Pass, which is where I played it. Uh-oh. Wow. Game Pass, Game Pass is OP, Steve. We haven't said that in a while. It's just OP. I had uh, I resubbed the other day for a dollar. Cha-ching. Every time I resub, I don't know why it's a dollar. Like I've, I've spent, I've been on and off a Game Pass member since it started, probably for definitely at least 50% of the time since it started, and probably more. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've ever spent real money on it. Like that's incredible. Other than a dollar, a pizza pocket and here and there. Pizza pocket, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or just being rewarded. You got pizza pockets like out of that. Everyone else just got Game Pass like an idiot. I know, and uh, stupid, stupid jerks. Now you have to like, you, it's for a chance to win or something like that. It's garbage. But like, um, I got Pringles. Be- I had to, I had, I got Pringles because they had the Game Pass ad now, and you had to mm-hmm. scan a thing and send in your receipt. And then they might send you a code or something. No, that's dumb. Don't do that. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. Steve, this is the story that had you going, what, earlier? Yeah. I didn't but know I've, this one. I've looked into this, and, and I think the source is reputable. So I originally saw this from Faison Shaikh, a Twitter account I'd never encountered before. Quote, Blackbird Interactive may be working on a Mojang Minecraft spinoff, according to Jez Corden. Then I looked up Jez Corden, verified editor at Windows Central, which is a huge publication. So uh, that's a pretty uh, trust. Or they would have to... Like, if this was wrong, that would be a big deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the new take on RTS gameplay, um, as well as... Oh, no, wait. So, sorry. They say if they have three projects in the work. A new take on the RTS gameplay that combines Blackbird's art style with fast-paced combat. A unique third-person action game that's multi-platform, like Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. And then another secret project. That's interesting because this studio is pretty big, Steve. About 250 people, of course. Some of them working on Hard Space, a bunch of them working on Homeworld Three. But you have a lot of people at that studio who could be spinning up a lot of projects like this. What is Minecraft Earth? It says Blackbird helped with Minecraft Earth. What is that? It sounds like some educational thing. Let me see. Uh, Minecraft Earth was an augmented reality sandbox game by Mojang, released in May. Sorry, announced May 2019. Game was free to play. Launched October 2019. There you go on iOS and Android. Oh, nice. All right, cool. so I guess that was a previous uh, partnership with them, right? So, yeah. So, do you think then this will be a like a like a RTS Minecraft? Does that type of game even exist? Like, I don't. But they're trying stuff now, right? Like Minecraft Dungeons. They did Minecraft Telltale. They did, I guess, Minecraft Earth. You know, so they're clearly doing the the you know shotgun approach to Minecraft games. 
Mm-hmm. By the way, um, I just became a patron of the Emergent Fates. Aw, uh, we don't have a sound want. effect for that yet, but it's what, what would it be? Like, well, it's, I feel like it's the same as buying a thing, right? No, no, because it's more than that. Because you've become a patron, right? Like you believe in their art and you want them to keep doing it. But I guess mm, I'll think of something and I'll put it in. But it's like, yeah. Okay. Either way, okay. I'm I'm now supporting them. So good. Um, Blackbird Interactive, Vancouver Dev might be making Minecraft. Makes sense. There's a big uh, Microsoft studio in Vancouver. Uh, of course, Gears cool. is also there. So lots of mm, Xbox happening in Vancouver. Because they got the RPG with Minecraft, whatever the that the whatever that game was. Mm-hmm. They got the um, they got the story thingy from Telltale. Mm-hmm. Do they have? The, I mean, the game itself. It's like open mm-hmm. world adventure, whatever you want to call it. On everything. RTS, like I guess, like there isn't an RTS or a strategy type of game, so that and that's what they do, right? Their home, they would be, be the ones, yeah. So mm-hmm. that'd be cool. That would be cool. Not announced at Key Three, but maybe later. Uh, maybe that's a Gamescom announcement. That'd be cool. Mm. All right, Steve, staying in Vancouver. I was a teenage exocolonist. Uh, the game uh, previously featured on wish list this from the Vancouver-based, what's this studio called? I'm going to botch this. Northway Games. They're cool. I think they're one of those like mobile ones in a van or they like bounce back between cities. Uh, being published by Raw Fury, who've been picking up Canadian games right, left, and center, Steve, they, of course, published Massive Damages, uh, oh, Star yeah, Renegades. Right. Uh, but I Was a Teenage Exocolonist now has a release date of August 25th, hitting that sweet spot into summer. You know, the Guacamole, the Madden. We're going back to school, but we still got a week to play games. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> August 25th. I wish summer vacation was still. <laughs> we all deserve it. <laughs> uh, the world should just shut down for two months. And two just... months. It's too hot, man. Stay in, like, go to the beach, like, go to the movies, you know, just like everyone should chill out. Uh, Steve, I am, I was a teenage exocolonist, uh, featuring wishlist this before, but I want to get a quick refresh for people. Well, they have such a cute website. This is a really cool website. If you guys haven't seen this, Ooh, they have the, uh, Celeste dev audio company. That's good. That's some good audio in that game. It's a life sim. Wow. Choices matter is now a tag on steam. That's interesting. Uh, deck building RPG. Uh, RPG with card-based battles. Explore, grow, up, fall in love. Choices and your skills matter. Uh, it's set, of course. You're an exocolonist, Steve. You're you're oh, in a colony. Oh, there's a demo. In there's the, a demo. The... Ooh, look at that. A demo. Is it playable? No, I don't see On it. Steam Deck? No, okay. All that to say, got a date. I'm going to check this one out when it comes out, Steve. And yeah. Props. Finji's publishing, not Raw Fury. I completely fake news to everyone. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, what does Finji do? Oh, Finji did Tunic. They did do Tunic. There we go. You saved me, Steve. Thank you. And Night in the Woods and Chicory. Oh, boom. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> my, my my idea all along, of course. <laughs> uh, staying in Vancouver for another one, Steve. Uh, do you remember Mossfield Origins from Wishlist This about a week ago, two weeks ago? Oh, man, I barely remember earlier today. <laughs> let me, let me well, refresh my... Oh, yes, I do, I do, I do remember. You'll recall us both saying not a whole lot about the story, but the game looks pretty and I, and I, I'll check it out. Well, guess what they just added some story, Steve, we got characters. I want you to click this uh, tweet, Andy and Everett rekindle their friendship while you manage your community and build sustainably in Mossfield origins. We got a new trailer. We got a slightly updated steam page, but not worth going into uh, because you should go back and listen to whatever. Still going to release when the grass turns orange. <laughs> Don't even tell them. 
I remember like, this one. Yeah, because it was the orange yeah. art is just so cool. Like it's, it is. Uh, it's 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 so soothing, you know. And this is the one where it's like no time limit, none of that bullshit. Make your shit however you want. And we were both like, yeah, that's how we play uh, sandbox uh, sim games. So they don't have a tag of of choices matter. So. <laughs> They don't, but <laughs> the other one does. So if choices matter to you, stick with I was a teenage exocolonist. Um, but yeah, Mossfield Origins. Adding the thing we were like, this doesn't have a week ago. So I thought worth highlighting. What do you think? Nice. Maybe they listen to the episode. And they're like, oh, shit. We got to listen to the Stevens. <laughs> I hope. You know what? That would be cool. Um, and lastly, uh, from our favorite respawn game, Apex Legends, co-developed by that new shiny rapidly growing Vancouver studio. They're doing shorts, Steve. They're straight up just doing shorts. And I mean, they've been doing these for a bit, but it feels like they're gearing up to like, you know, when Overwatch was in its like heyday, like late 2016, early 2017, the Bastion short hit. I was crying. We were all crying. Uh, I feel like what? Apex is tapping into a bit of that. Oh, why were you crying about the Bastion short? Have what you happened? not seen the Bastion short, Steve? No, I haven't watched it. Uh, <coughs> the it, only thing it, I watched of Overwatch was when that guy would cut the video of, of the Jeff producer. Gaffern. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> <laughs> he's making jokes about like making a character, but he wasn't gay, so he didn't yeah. fit in the Overwatch world. I know. I've seen those memes. They're really good. Uh, no, the, the Bastion short is about um, he essentially is part of like a series of autonomous like uh, war machines that were created to like just destroy civilian populations. It's hinted at, I think, Uh, but he he, was the turret robot. Yeah. 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 But he was sort of like a lost relic of that and sort of like stuck in the woods for a while. And like a bird lands on him and you know, the bird that's like always with him. Sure. Yes. Oh man. Am I just going to tell you the whole thing or should you watch it? It's really good. I'm not going to watch it. So so like, so like he, he, the bird wakes him up and he like flips out and like shoots and destroys all the trees after like uh, a snapping twig starts its PTSD and the bird's like, holy shit, this thing's Mm -hmm. dangerous. And like, but then they start to befriend each other, but then he gets activated and has to like go towards the city and kill people. And the bird's trying to stop him. And so it's flying in his front camera and, and he's like pushing the bird away. And the bird's like, no, he's, he's lost to his programming. There's no humanity left. But, but then he realizes after a few seconds that no, wait a minute. He looks around and like, no, wait, I don't have to fight. And the bird lands and builds a nest on his shoulder. And, and, and he, he puts down his weapons and, and casts his, his irons down to, to, take up his shears and, and become a yeah all that to say that they just fights really the good. same like 15 people yeah and then and then 12 of for... him jump around and, and squat on each other <laughs> <laughs> uh all that to say apex is doing shorts now i'm excited this new one's aj shea of course lifeline uh the animation style i think has been largely consistent though it feels like it's it's refined a little since the, the beginning couple um the shorts obviously have a lot more put into them than like, you know, several gifts or, or such that apex tweets out. But, um, yeah, it's eight minutes as well, which is way longer than several of the overwatch shorts. So mm. I like it and I hope they do more of them. I'm, I'm happy you're happy, but this doesn't, it doesn't speak to me at all. So I understand Steve. <laughs> For launches and ports this week, Steve, Lemon Cake, my second favorite game of 2021, is getting a physical release. They're hitting everything, Steve. This is tempting. Where, how can I buy this? 
so this is currently being uh, sold through Sodesco, S-O-E-D-S-C-O. I see them in uh, GameStop, so it'll definitely be there. Uh, that's They also did, Sodesco's done a couple Canadian ones, and after being wrong about the publisher earlier, I don't want to fake news people, but um, I swear they've done uh, several Canadian games that we've covered on this show physically. Uh, okay. And yeah, oh. since it, this logo's all over uh, games I see at GameStop, so probably there. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Oh, so oh, it goes on sale in September. Lemon yeah. cake, and, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, folks will remember lemon cake is essentially like if Cooking Mama looked better, was chiller, and was made by a much smaller team in Montreal. Uh, and yeah, that's and it, it's it's lovely, and I have a great time with it. And I can't, and Steve, I can't pre-order is what I'm looking for. Basically. Yeah, no, no pre-orders. But <laughs> okay, okay. Right, Switch, PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Series SX, September. That's What's, ambitious. And congrats also to Eloise Game Dev at Eloise Game Dev. Oh wow, they're almost at 12k followers. Uh, it's been lovely watching their 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 games and, and studio take off. Uh, Salu, Bunny Bunny Park is is their game too. So, oh yeah, wow, I cut that out. Yeah, Bunny Park, double whammy, huh? Yeah, and what's interesting, I'm on just their website. All those games are only on Steam. They're not on the other things too. So wait, so it'll be launching like digitally and physically around that time, probably. I'm guessing digitally as well. But yeah, they announced, so they tweeted June 13th. It's been in the work for a long time, but I'm excited to finally say, uh, this is retweeting the Sodesco announcement, Lemon Cake and Bunny Park are coming to consoles. Special moment as an indie dev when you get to share your games with more players. I hope you all enjoy them. Could we say, Steve, is it safe to say at Eloise Game Dev is the most wholesome game dev account on Twitter? It seems like that way. Dare I say... Very wholesome. The games especially. The games are just Yeah, 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 especially. A uh, game called Bunny Park. Like, come on. <laughs> and Cap- their other games, Capybara Spa. Come yeah. on, Steve. Anyway, you know those pictures of the Capybaras in like the little water baths with all the un- oranges oh, on yeah. his head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, as well as Grindstone, now on Steam. What else do you need to say? Just, there's delete all the other games on Steam. No other point. Yeah, don't even just stop. I know we just <laughs> a couple of Steam games, but you just delete all the rest of the garbage. Uh, that's it? live when What's everyone's listening day? to this. What's the Steam Deck? So let me scroll down here. It, ha- what it, it works on Switch. It has to work on Steam. There's nothing on the Steam page. Wow. It does have a demo. So Okay, but that's silly. You gotta. There's no GIFs in the Steam description. Cappy. Cappy. Guys, this launches tomorrow. What are you doing? Not to backseat game dev, of course, but... All the, okay, okay, whatever. Uh, TMNT also came out. That's true. TMNT came out, and we'll be talking about that wishlist this and steve as you and i both agree has probably the best uh, main menu music in any video game we've ever played that mm-hmm. has lyrics later daters premium out now steam nintendo switch this has all seven episodes in their own words including the salacious episode four i think that's the one where it's like a star trek parody uh what a deal happy pride month oh there's a deal too that's exciting get that get that discount gays and non-gays who like the same game uh are you seeing i'm not seeing discount on steam i just see nine dollars oh really maybe the tweet well, when did they tweet this they tweeted this june 15th okay that might have been a temporary deal what's it looking like on switch though that might be where the deal is because sometimes they do that it's 10 bucks on oh i have to age verify for this Ooh. i know i'm doing that. <laughs> like wow that's 15. how you know it's truly salacious 15 bucks on uh Huh. So I don't see a discount right now. So maybe that's coming or maybe we missed it. Sorry either way. All right. You Steve. still pick it up. 
I gotta. I, if I recall, I only played the first like half. Or I streamed the first two. Um, yeah, I'm trying episodes. to remember the release schedule. It was like they did two episodes at once, and then yep. three, three episodes to follow. I yep. guess there's seven episodes now. I don't think. Yeah, I they played. added two past the original five. Did I play this on Switch? I must have because I definitely didn't play it on Steam. Because yeah, you did. Exist. I think you. I think that was right when you sent your Joy Cons back, and that put a, a wrinkle in playing it. So mm, that all sounds familiar. Okay. All right, Steve, I'm going to play a little song and then we'll wishlist some games. How's that, Sam? Can't wait. Later, daters. Later, daters. Later, daters. La, 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 la. It doesn't matter how old you get. You want a little action because you're not dead yet. Later, daters, you know you. Falls. Call the nurse in, my symptoms worsen You sexy older person Later daters Are you gonna play later daters? I want to, yeah uh, We should have we should have checked if it was Steam verified actually While we were talking about it Like Steam Deck verified? Yeah, I'll check Steam verified, look at me Anyway, Garbage. we're back Steve, I got games To go on your wish list they're made by Canadian developers, and I want to talk to you about them. How does that sound? Sounds good. I had to look up the location of this studio in the Business Bureau, CanGov, uh, but Doom <laughs> Tomb by some, Blue Boa Games. <laughs> they shared it in our Discord, Steve, but I've been fake news before. You remember that uh, Taiwanese dev who fucking got me? And, and no. I think there was a wish, Steam, a wish list this segment that had two non-Canadians. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but never more. It's just a giant embarrassment. <laughs> We've learned and adapted, and so I, I, I got receipts. And Blue Boa Games, uh, in our Discord, is is registered in Akron, Ontario, and their game Doom Tomb is in early access until quote early twenty twenty three end quote. There's Steve. an Akron, Ontario, according to yeah. Let me find it. Oh, because Akron, Akron is where LeBron James is from. Oh. It's Acton, A-C-T-O-N. Oh. <laughs> wow, we butchered all that. Anyway. <clears throat> Cut to the chase with Doom Tomb, a chase-based PvP arena game. Catch, evade, and outplay your opponents in this 3D arena filled obstacles, filled with obstacles. Choose from a selection of abilities and items that will suit your play style. Uh, Steve, they also are running periodic uh, like big play sessions uh, to test the servers. Um, is this like is this like tag but with demons and stuff? Is that kind of yeah, yeah yeah? It's okay, like okay. it's like don't get touched by the guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. no, let's see it now. Mm -hmm. Fast paced gameplay. Game currently has three maps, eight abilities, seven items. Um, the current plan is to increase the price during development. Oh wait, that's not it. What do they plan to add? Oh yeah, the plan <laughs> is to add many many more maps, items, and abilities, as well as tweak uh, current ones based on community feedback. So, uh, what do you think? That looks pretty sweet. I didn't know. I don't know if I've ever seen a tag game before. <laughs> I saw that Flora's Lava game, and I was like, "That's funny." But this is like straight up just like multiplayer tag. Yeah, but with demons and stuff. Like you know cool. those, you know that like pro level like tag where like they're in that like little arena with all the obstacles. Yeah, and like, I've yeah. seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of like that, but a video game and much more fantasy, jump around, funny stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. Is Doom Tomb from Acton-based Blue Boa Games on your Steam wish list? 
Yes, it is. Delicious. Is this our first game? Uh, it does look like it's our first game. Oh, it's free to play. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but you know, like the wish lists help, and I should have also mentioned that. Yeah, this is free to play at the moment. They will, of course, be bumping it up uh, uh, through development. They say, but get in on it now. Is my Steam Deck right? No, I don't see. No, my Steam Deck's downstairs. And it doesn't even say on the page if it's if it works yet. Oh, yeah, I but it's mention... like if it's free though, I can just download and just see. You know, that's then true. I I text Gabe and I'm like, yo, you can. Yo, that. Gabe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the current top funny review is. Uh, I'm not going to read that. Uh, I'm not going to read that. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Uh, Are they like racist in nature Yeah, never mind. We're not reading some of these. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no. Next game today on Wish List This is Ozark. All capital letters. I should mention Doom Tombs, also all capital letters. So we got some big Doom energy today. Uh, Ozark by Alter Dash Boy in Sudbury, Ontario. Uh, releasing TBD, you can wishlist it on Steam. Quote, a search and rescue gone wrong. Crash landing in a remote mountain. A derelict facility. Signals lost. Nothing is quite as it seems. Fight for your life in this side-scrolling action adventure and unravel the mysteries that lie beneath. Great key art, and it looks pretty messed up, if I'm being honest. Oh, Oh yeah, this Steve. Should mention this is this looks significantly higher budget than most uh, games we discuss in this segment. Like, like this is like three D action platforming. Not sorry, three D like sort of realistic. Uh, you know, Last of Us, Death Stranding esque. Uh, yeah, dark. I feel like side scrolling isn't. I guess it is side scrolling, but like, so it's is tagged Mario. action shooter side scroll. <laughs> yeah, this is like if Last of Us was, or or like this is like if Death Stranding was like shadow complex you know what i mean yeah exactly um shadow complex was still just one plane though right this looks I like think so it's not, this doesn't like, even look like it's um like little big planet where there's kind of three different planets you jump between like it looks like it has 3d movement it's just like yeah it's like it's kind of like a beat-em-up sort of style where you can just move up and down as you want and then mm-hmm. it scrolls left to right Mm-hmm. But like, it's not just usually flat levels. Like there's staircases and there's parts where like you're on these like high up uh, walkways shooting at someone across, but it's still that side perspective going left and right. Yeah. This looks pretty dope actually. It is one of the like biggest, most ambitious projects I think we've covered on a wish list this segment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just watching the Notice all orange Ozark requires a controller in order to play playing with a mouse and keyboard is not supported. Damn right. Only Chad's use controllers. No mention of a steam deck support anywhere, uh, but they have a very nice steam description with some great co-op too. Art. Nice. Steve co-op co-op. Are we playing this? Is this happening? Oh, hundred percent. I think we're playing this. I'm getting um, hyped for this. This is dope. What are we yeah? at? T- TBD? Oh, T- TBD. No, that's, all right. that's all right. Sorry. But before there, we play this. There is a demo, though. I might download that. Okay, I'll play a demo sound here. Uh, and, and before we play it, Steve, we, of course, have to add it to our wish list. Is Ozark from Alter Boy Games in Sudbury, Ontario, on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Uh, the last game today on wish list, this really uh, impressive showing at the Xbox Summer Game Fest show a case. Ravenlock by Coco Cucumber Go. 
Co. in Toronto, Ontario, hot off Echo Generation. Didn't that just come out, Steve? Are these people sleeping? Or, That's or what, what are I they was, doing? Yo, when I saw that, I was like, did I, did I just play Echo Generation? Echo Generation, <laughs> yes, you did. You just played it last year when it came out. And they're back. Steve, the other thing that's interesting, and I want to uh, note, point out that I'm sure has been observed elsewhere, it seems their their voxel art is getting more and more detailed with every game. Because Riverbond, you know, pretty, uh, not basic voxel art, but like bigger blocks, a lot less detail, more just like, uh, more just like fun, fun Minecraft, different style. You know what I mean? Uh, then yeah. Echo Generation, we get a little more detail. There's there's a lot more blocks in the characters and a, and a lot more smoother animations. Now we're at Ravenlock, and it's it's looking like can you even call it voxel anymore? Like look at some of these fights. I know that yeah, it's like smoothed out voxel. I yeah. Guess. Like when you see a character's face, you're like, oh yeah, that's voxel. And then I see like the 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 set behind them, and I'm like, no, it's not. This game is amazing. Um, looks, looks. What, th- look, uh, uh, Steve, go to go to fifty seconds into this trailer. You, you faked me out though, because I didn't know there was going to be an epic login. Oh, so you have to log in. Oh, I'm trying wow. to log in. Ah, uh, see, I could have kept talking and, and covered you there, but I didn't know that was happening. No. No, fifty okay. seconds into this trailer, Steve, we're in a room that I can only describe as like some of the like. This is the room where you kill God in a JRPG, and this like turret starts to open up and grow wings. And then its head opens in half and a fucking Gatling gun comes out. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's dope. The art the characters are, look great in this. And it looks like the battling looks kind of like it's more like Tales of Symphony or Final Fantasy VII Remake. Didn't pitch it yet. Action. action adventure RPG. <clears throat> <clears throat> Ravenlock, an action-packed fable from Coco Cucumber, is a fairy tale reimagining of a kingdom troubled by an evil queen and a young girl's destiny to fulfill a dangerous prophecy. That's a good description, Steve. Coming 2023 to Game Pass Day 1. Wow. They pitched this, Steve, as, quote, final game in Coco Cucumber's Voxel Trilogy. Oh. Wow. Steve, this game, th- we we really like this wish list. This segment was the Vince McMahon meme, like falling off the, the chair. You know what I mean? Like, yo, okay. Echo Generation came out October of last year. Like, how do they have another game? Like, two. I don't ready? know, Steve. Like, They're yo, wizards, guys. I I hope you're sleeping. Like, yes, yeah, sleep. Talk to your family. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Please. Oh, we should check in on them. Can we DM them? And like, are you? <laughs> Like yo, you okay? Tweet tweet twice if you're there against your will, you know. Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> Master Chief is like at their office right now, to make yeah. more voxels. Yeah, this game this game looks incredible, and I saw a lot of people like big accounts like tweeting about this game as it was because this was the Xbox showcase, Steve. Like yeah. freaking several million people watching this across everything. <laughs> I remember like watching this and I was like, oh, this looks like Echo Generation and thinking, but it can't be them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and you know what it was? The, and it was them. So what do you think Voxel Trilogy means? Like, is there some connection through River Bond, Echo Generation and Ravenlock? Or is that just Maybe. like that style? They're going to retire. Um, certainly just the style because their first game was. Um, oh, it was like a limbo type of game. I know, I know, I know. I figured it was called as well. <clears throat> and it wasn't voxel, so maybe they're just going to move on. Like this game isn't really even voxely, so it's. But the char- <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so different. It's like it's like um, 
Octopath Traveler, how they did the pixel art characters in like the super lush world. Yeah. It's like voxel characters in a super lush world that's still kind of pixely. They, but it's 3D. It's mind fucking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, their first game was Planet of okay, the okay, Eyes. Okay. Planet of the Eyes. Thank you. That was. A, that oh, was and they game. did a game called Bunny Bonker. <laughs> oh, that one I didn't know. On mobile. Quirky app of the day <laughs> from App Advice. All right, Steve. Ending on Ravenlock. <laughs> is it on your Epic Games Store wish list? Yes, it is. Which is a feature they have now. And if you want to see what's coming next, they have a Trello, which I think everyone should have if you're like, if you're updating something. Like Epic Games does or Echo Generation? Oh, Epic oh. Games does. Because that wishlist feature was memed for a while. Like, can't even wishlist games in the. I can't even wishlist games in the Epic Games Store. Epic Games, Epic, the like billion dollar company, is a tr- is using Trello. I thought it was a trailer. There was a joke, remember, where we were like the Epic Games. Uh, well, the chivalry people use Trello, man. I oh swear, Epic Games Store roadmap is on Trello. You're right. Yeah. See, well, look. What am I telling you? There we go. Oh my god. I'd All say, right, Steve. I I like it, but I also hate that. <laughs> but I guess it's like, like why would you why waste money making your own when Trello is like what it's, what it's like, like when still. celebrities tweet a screen cap of their notes app and they're like I don't want to think about you using the same phone as me you know <laughs> uh, alright Ravenlock obviously a Canadian highlight from the key 3s let's roll into our sort of discord discussion which has been nothing but key 3 announcements trailers demos steam next fest a cacophony and verbal visual and auditory assault of the senses these past two weeks as approximately 3000 hours of trailers was shown. Uh, I don't even know every single event that happened. I definitely didn't watch them all. Um, no, I definitely didn't either. Why don't we just talk about, I'll, I'll find a list and I'll, I'll name the thing. And if anything jumps out at you, we'll talk about it. But otherwise, I'm trying just, to find just like everything announced at the Keeleys or whatever. I found a list of things that were missing. Here, we'll go through them. So it started with the state of play on Thursday, June 2nd. You, of course, had a smorgasbord of Resident Evil announcements and Final mm-hmm. Fantasy trailers mm-hmm. to feast I forgot, upon. Yeah. Uh, was there anything Canadian that I don't think so? Uh, tunic. Uh, oh, tunic. Coming, on we already talked about it. Tunic. That's true. We did that. We don't. Yeah, and then the other student. No, no, no. We don't talk about. It. No. Then there was Summer Game Fest, which had a whole bunch of Joff Keeley standing on fancy PNGs and talking <laughs> to people. They announced Last of Us Part One, which I'm upset about. Uh, and a <laughs> but you're bunch... gonna buy it day one, right? Aren't you? No, maybe. Whoa. Uh, no, <laughs> maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't no, believe that. No, I don't believe that. I'm going to fold like a, like a Twinkie left in the rain. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm more to like, yeah. At the same time, I'm like, like, why does this exist? But then at the same time, I'm like, you know, I'm going to do it. I I would just, I would just play this game is one of the best games ever made. And I would just play a new updated, nicer version of it. Like it was a fucking, I don't think it is going to be nicer. I think it's going to be a mass effect one situation where when you change, I don't know, you change all the lighting and models for, for like a, a framing and composition that was, was meant, on completely different hardware it's going to be different it's going to be different it's also a game i've played 300 times so i'm like gonna hate it of course yeah like you're gonna because did you just like beat that game on grounded without any issue and just like it was silly like i actually broke a section of that game on grounded like i snuck so far that like i turned around a corner and all the guys who were supposed to run around the corner were running in place like where they spawned and were ready to like you had to get spotted there and i didn't Anyway, I'm really good at The Last of Us if anyone wants to watch me play it sometime. You should uh, you should stream it. The game is done fun. quick or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. There's the the one guy is Canadian who works on. He's it. directing factions. What do you mean? He, the guy, the Canadian guy, we've been talking about since the beginning. He's directing the factions game, creative director, oh, I think, or like really? design director or something. Yeah. So we got to get him on the podcast, Steve. He's Canadian and he's heading up a new Last of Us project. Talk to him. Maybe he's anti-union too. We could just kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> we'll get the other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they'll look at and either. Uh, my Twitter or our Discord, and immediately PR will veto him coming to this podcast. They'll, they'll look at your Twitter and just be like, "Are you?" Are you <laughs> uh, the, I completely forgot there was a Devolver Direct Thursday, June 9th. Did it, I miss that completely? Did Devolver announce something? I can't even think of it. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> Netflix, no. Although they're doing a bunch of games now. Yeah, uh, I've actually played a. They have Shattered Remastered, which is weird. That's it's random. Just, it is random. And That's really I've been random. Playing this like random like idol dungeon things. Mm. Um, <clears throat> the Xbox. What did the Xbox do? So we got mm-hmm. the. I mean, we saw Starfield. We saw Starfield. Well. Garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it garbage? I don't know. It's just it's fine, right? No, it's fine. No, really, garbage. I didn't actually even watch it. I didn't get a chance to watch it. So it's a basically they they made No Man's Sky in the Fallout Four engine. Hmm. Yeah. That's and, a pretty good engine, though. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, is there anything else from Xbox that was Canadian? Should we just... Can I keep naming the things and you tell me if anything triggers your memory? Do it. Do I do want to talk about Final Fantasy VII, so... Okay, okay. Did you watch the Gorilla Collective? No, I don't even know what no, that is. Neither. Wholesome Direct. I did actually watch that. There were some cuties in there. I'm sure there was some good stuff in there. Probably some Canadian I stuff. I can tell you right now, without actually even knowing, that the Wholesome Direct was probably the best uh, video thing. It probably was. Now I think like it was just <laughs> brutally efficient. Forty minutes of trailers and devs talking about games that I'm actually as, as much as I love. That actually, actually, coming back, but. Steve, you know what? I'm going to give it to you, and it's not on this list. PCGamer.com, fake ass website. But the uh, Day of the Dev Spotlight was actually the best uh, like collection of games I think was shown during the whole week. You know what's like annoying? How some of these companies fucking double dipped because they announced Resident Evil 4 remake during the PlayStation thing and yep, Capcom yep. had their own thing mm-hmm. to just talk more about Resident Evil and I'm like why mm-hmm. can't you guys just bundle this all And in? then Steve how do you feel about this one they do uh the Xbox and Bethesda show Sunday June 12th and then they re-air it Tuesday and call it the extended edition the exact same thing and they just add 30 minutes of show to it mm. Yo you know it's you know it's infuriating what's that <laughs> that they announced Fallout 5 after Elder Scrolls 6 they did. They did. Everyone's glossing over that. But they, they actually said, confirmed, Bethesda said the next project after Elder Scrolls 6 is Fallout 5. <laughs> which is like which is like Democrats saying, like, uh, we have a really strong chance in 2028, you know? Like, bro, don't, don't even try to do anything past next week. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like, like it's, it's, it's probably playing. We're probably playing Elder Scrolls 5 in or 6, whatever number they're on. Mm-hmm. In 2028, and then and then Fallout Five will be after that. It's just like you know what you know what they need, Steve. You know what they need, and and and, and I say this severely, hoping it doesn't happen. But I could see we eventually hit a point where the goodwill burns out, and you release a Cyberpunk 2077, and it could mm-hmm. be Starfield, it could be Elder Scrolls Six, but just like the way these games are consistently kind of busted yet insanely profitable, like they can't keep getting away with it, can they? I don't know because you know what's going to help with that Game Pass. You release a broken ass game, you know Game Pass, what? and people are like, <laughs> "That's just it." Like, well, Cyberpunk whatever. should have put 
or CDPR should have put Cyberpunk on Game Pass. You but it's like with Starfield. Starfield can launch like busted ass shit and be like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't buy it. It's just my Game Pass. I'll just play it again in six months when they fix it or whatever. So I want to highlight some some reporting. I think Jason did and someone else confirmed, but uh, nowhere has Phil ever confirmed that Elder Scrolls Six will come to another platform other than Xbox, like Xbox platforms. Uh, he's done that for Starfield. He's done that for like a couple other purchases. They've got big games like Call of Duty, other stuff, but never anywhere. And of course, this is delivered. Everything these people say is like massaged down to the word. Has he ever said that um, Elder Scrolls will come to another platform other than Xbox? Very deliberate wording. Mm. You know what's annoying? You know what else they didn't didn't announce? Mm-hmm. Um, Goldeneye, because ah, true. There was that leak you mentioned. Well, yeah, people saw that true achievements. achievements. Like the people are getting achievements in Goldeneye, and so everyone's like, "Oh, it's going to get announced," and then they didn't. Mm-hmm. And that made me upset because mm. lately gaming has just been has just been very Steve focused. Let's be honest. Like there is just it's been, the summer of Steve. Yo, PS One games with with trophies. You got Ugh. TMNT releasing. Ugh. You got Resident Evil Four remake. You got Final Fantasy Seven remake. Two different like two games or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you got a Steam Deck this year, Steve. You got a Steam, Steam deck. deck, Dad Deck, <clears throat> Dad Deck. A lot of dads, day, a lot of dads like decks in the backyard. Steve like decks on his lap. You know what I mean? There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, it's been very, it's been very positive Steve gaming time. Great. On a positive gaming time, let's roll out a key three and all that into what we've been playing. How's that sound? Sounds good. Nice to meet you, now I'm here to beat you with full force. Mess up your facial features. I still have vista, I'm selling all your little seasons. All y'all stuff your face with is pizza. Pizza crack like a hardball egg on Easter, Easter. See these muscles on me? I could beat you, teach you. I'll defeat Leonardo, y'all become the weakest. I take off all of your mass and dismantle your features. Shredder, I cross the line like a letter. Smash all of you turtles, put you back together. Indeed, I squish turtles like a tight girdle. Any obstacle, I clear it like a high hurdle. My stomach cringes for all of you fake ninjas. Fighting you a winless, show you what revenge is. Let's go back and forth. Talk to me about your current game of the year, 2022. <laughs> You're so mad at me about it. <laughs> no, yeah, so I played, so Wild Arms is a PS4. What is Wild Arms for people born <clears throat> after the year 1990? It's a, <laughs> it's a PS1 RPG. <laughs> came out before Final Fantasy VII. So... It looks the overworld looks like an SNES RPG. Like you would okay. you would think just looking at it, you're like, oh, this is SNES. Like it like looks Final like Final Fantasy, Fantasy VI, yeah, okay. Chrono Trigger, whatever. I'm picturing. Um, and then and then the battles are like very early RPG, almost chibi looking. Okay. And it's a JRPG, and it's like kind of the normal tropes of like you're there's like three heroes or whatever. The world is like I think it's supposed to be like Western theme. Um, that's what I always assumed in wild arms. Like I pictured like revolvers and cowboys and stuff. Yeah. Like you have a revolver gun thing. It's kind of like a sci-fi Western. I think, well, no, cause, um, what was that? What's that space wild west show that everyone fucking loves? Oh, uh, uh firefly <clears throat> firefly. Not, I, I was going to say that, but maybe there's not really space stuff. It's more like sci-fi, like in terms of like there's crystals and demons and shit like that. And it's like wild west, but it's a JRPG from the PS1 era. 
and it's awesome and it has trophies. I've never actually played this series before. I was like just doing a little research on it and looking like they made <laughs> they made two for PS1, they made four games for PS2 and a PSP game, and then they haven't touched the series since then. That's but incredible. I'm this, but I'm playing this first one, it's just very charming, just very throwback to like that era. And they threw in trophies. And Does it have a platinum? It's just great. Yeah, it does have. Wow, you're gonna platinum a PS1 game, Steve. I know. I can't wait. I'm so. Excited. That's like that's on the like going back and telling 2008, Steve. That is like going back to 1998, Steve, and giving him Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how are these? How are these things happening? Like, this doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, like, I don't believe yeah. you. It's yeah. It's um. They haven't. So the thing with like the PS Plus that you didn't get it, right? You didn't get the new. PS no, Plus? I'm still a basic boy. Yeah, that's fair. Because, um, but I might upgrade PS- for Stray. They might get me for Stray. Yeah, that's yeah, true. The PS One, PSP games, like there's not much. Like a lot of the PS Two games are just the ones they've already released on PS Four back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then the PS One games, I think there's only like, like six or seven. Like there isn't much. Hmm. So it's kind of lacking. But as someone who doesn't really have a lot of time, I can really only play one of these games at a time anyways, so it kind of works out. And uh, Wild Arms is like dope. They have Resident Evil Director Cut on there too, which I, I downloaded and played for like 10 minutes and realized like it just has aged not well at all. Uh, it's, it's just awful. Because <clears throat> um, you bought it on Steam Deck, right? Uh, Resident Evil... No, so Resident Evil 1, like the original Resident Evil OG, is on the PS Plus like um, thingy. Oh, okay. And like like uh, the game that launched on PS1. Yeah. Gotcha. And so they, they released it as part of the PS Plus Essentials or whatever the hell they're calling it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have trophies. I played it for like 10 minutes. So I was like, this is awful. And it's not yep. even like the best version of the game. Like they remade that game. on. So PS4. what's the version you got on Steam Deck? I got Resident Evil 4 on Steam Deck. It's okay. Should, can we tell that story about how uh, we were? Did we realize that while we were talking about it on the podcast, or was that another time? That was at we weren't recording, but you were looking, trying to buy Resident Evil. No, we were texting, and you were trying to buy Resident Evil Four. And I was like, "Well, is it on Steam Deck?" And you're like, "Oh, yeah, it is on Steam Deck." And I'm like, "Wouldn't it be funny if the developer was Canadian?" And we looked it up, oh, that's and right. Resident yes. Evil Four was ported by a Montreal developer to Steam. So it's a goddamn business expense and a Canadian game we can talk about on this show. Hell's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about that exchange. I was like, where, where are you going with this? What are you talking about? No, right. I, it was so funny because I was like, wouldn't it be hilarious if this was Resident Evil 4 was ported by a Canadian company? Like, no, I was assuming Japanese or American. But no, it was a Montreal dev. I want to know them. how that business. Uh, how did the how did the Capcom person meet the Montreal person? Because I bet that's a good story. I know. Well, it's the dude. So it's the guy. It's that guy who. Um, what is it? Sa- um, what's that game? Savage of the Planet or something like that. Mm. Um, oh, 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 Journey to the Savage Planet. Yeah, so it's that studio, mm-hmm. and I think or that, that those people, right? Yeah. What do you mean by those people? The I, it's that guy who, and then they were part of Stadia, and then Stadia let them go, and now they've started a new Typhoon Studios, <clears throat> and I think it's like Tencent backed as well too in Montreal. So they have. Like, uh, the head so of that this, studio was the guy who said that streamers should pay devs to stream their games, right? It, yeah, and so this That's guy just seems awesome. to, this, this dude just seems to have connections to like international things. Like he's Capcom, Tencent, probably worked with other things. Stadia, like is you know American or whatever. Huh. Um, but yeah, anyways, so I'll I'll get to that. I mean, there's not okay, much okay. to say about Resident Evil Four, but anyways, Wild Arms is awesome, and I was joking with you 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think I've played it. I don't think I've had a funner time <laughs> playing a game this year than Wild Arms PS1 with trophies. Because like, Elden Ring, I didn't really feel. Horizon mm-hmm. was buggy and samey to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Tokyo Ghostwire Tokyo was like fun, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't like label it a game of the year even if it was like the best game i did play this year you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just that feeling like sometimes there is no game of the year yeah yeah no, absolutely no <laughs> um, you don't you don't deserve anything by releasing in a year and being better than everyone else you have to earn it yeah and so nobody says the world i dug but you know i went i went labeled there either so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just like <laughs> like wild arms is like really charming and really fun and i don't know i'm sure Good. it won't be my game of the year no. tim and t you know, TMT's. Oh man, TMT's so good. Before we get to TMT, because let's just end on that. I played Super Perils of Baking from Lily Mo Games in Guelph, Ontario. Uh, it's exactly what you're looking for, Steve. It's you can get hit yeah. a couple times, then you're out. You have a couple lives. You play every level. You collect coins. You get to the end. You progress. There's harder levels in like a dark world. It's exactly the game you were describing. Nice. And do you like yeah. it though? Is it fun? Are you, it are is. You it's a, it, 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 it is. Like it's it's pretty not mindless, but like I can like like sink back into the couch and just put a podcast on and just platform for like an hour. And I'm like, yep, yep. Mm. It's platforming. Right. right. But yeah. is it, is it tight? It's rewarding. Tro- it's tight. And, and the, the it's, it's a little funny. Like when you take damage, you first, you lose your hat and then you lose your beard. So like you're most vulnerable oh, nice. when you're that's like, shade. um, that's like the Capcom game. Is that a Ghost reference to another game? Ghost and or what's, what's it called? Ghost and, Ghost and goblins. Yeah. Ghost you, and ghouls? You, you lose your, is that the game? Yeah, ghost in goblins, you lose your you start like you lose your armor and stuff, and then uh, you're basically just like in your underwear, and that's your last hit. That's awesome. So it's probably um, that. And very funny, like uh, cooking, baking themed worlds and characters. So the sprite works nice. Nice. Um, well, what what about Battlefield twenty forty two? Why have you been playing this, Steve? Uh, they launched season one, uh, and they called just it, now, like, uh, like two weeks ago or so. But like uh, it came out last year. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. That's the thing. They. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this. Like what <laughs> they they did patch stuff apparently. Yeah. I haven't played it really since launch because I was like, this is fun. I liked it, and then I just kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. Um. And but there wasn't really that much content as well because there's no single player and shit like that. So that's like the disappointing part. Mm-hmm. And then they released. Yeah. They basically just delayed season one forever. And huh. so season one launched, and it only launched with one new map. And like no new modes or anything like that, so it's kind of weak. Um, but the new map is dope. Like it's it's a fucking awesome map, and it's, it's in the Canadian Rockies too. So kind of, nice. And um, <clears throat> I don't know, just the pad. Like it's just when I was playing it, I was terrible at it, mm-hmm. and like now I'm better. And I haven't really played much of it. And I think people are saying like they've tweaked a lot of stuff and they adjusted balance and stuff like that. So maybe I was just playing with wrong stuff. I don't know. Um, but it's fun, but at the same time, it's like one new map and like not much new. So I, I was really into it for like a week and now mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, I'll get to it eventually, whatever. And the other maybe thing too, is like, yeah, maybe, you know, uh, <laughs> maybe like towards the end of the season to, to level the battle pass. But the thing with the battle pass and these like military shooters is like, I don't, I don't care about the cosmetics on this. Like, you don't want to dangle <laughs> a Dorito off the side of your AK 47. <laughs> I don't. I don't need like different shades of green camouflage. Like it doesn't, it's not like Fortnite where it's just all colorful and different characters and stuff. Like it's that. not like Fortnite nope. where it's stuff you care about. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, do you want a like a flag on your Jeep? I'm like, no, no, I don't. I just don't give a fuck about that <laughs> at all. Like, shouldn't I just have that? Like, 
Battle know. 2042, Battlefield 2042 consistent, would you say? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. okay. It's, it's like, it's like, I remember thinking like, this is okay, but there's not a lot here. And then in like three years, it's going to be like banning. And that's okay. just like, we're working towards that. They've added new map and new stuff like that. And that stuff's just going to be there. And then as they keep you, like updating. You bought the alpha. <clears throat> Yeah, they definitely yeah. did like serve up a nice juicy, like alpha. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Which is like go. another thing where I'm like, <laughs> whenever they they throw this onto EA Live or whatever the hell. Yeah, and then Game to, Pass like, Ultimate. Yeah, that has to be. They have to do that like with season two or some big ass update because that's when they'll get like a lot of players too. I hope so. So and you can play uh, with me then. Yeah. Exactly when we're still playing battlefield 2042 in three years, uh, I played next level games recently released Mario strikers. The first release since the studio was acquired by Nintendo earlier this year, uh, their next game since Luigi's mansion three, which I maintain is one of the best looking best running switch games to date. Steve, Mm -hmm. uh, Mario strikers, Frame rate issues persist. The animations, the celebrations, the replays. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you not say you would not be buying a Nintendo game? I did, yeah. And then the funny part is I was in a group chat. No, yeah, I am. I I was in a group. (laughs) They uh I was in the group chat and I sent a picture, like, this is this game's really fun. They're like, What what are you doing? I'm like, what? And then he sent a screenshot (laughs) of me saying, Fuck Nintendo, I'm never buying another Nintendo game at launch. I'm skipping golf. Like those three messages back to back. Uh and I was like, huh. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um, skip it. What do you mean skipping golf? Oh, sorry. I was going to skip it after golf because golf let me down so much. I was going to skip soccer oh, after golf. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was about Kirby. So this happened even with golf. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just straight up. Mm, I you just talk shit. No, I do. I talk a lot of shit. Uh, but no, Steve, the, the, I, you know, I don't support uh, uh, independent developers like Psyonix so I can give my money to companies like Nintendo. To, there you go. The to, ones who to, really need it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, Psyonix so, is owned by Epic, aren't they? Oh, right. Yeah. So that's fine. But um, yeah. yeah, and Apex is owned by EA. So yeah, Nintendo can have it directly. Uh, I want to go back to those episode, old episodes where you said you're not going to do this. And just yeah, clip all it. that and then put it right before I say this. And I just sound like the biggest idiot ever. But <laughs> Mario Strikers, uh, I was right. It's very frame rate issues. But I will say, Steve, of Kirby, of Golf. Of, of many of the Nintendo outings lately, I really, really like Mario Strikers. I've been playing with a lot of my friends, taking it to work, playing with my design lead, Curtis. Took it to a friend's place this weekend for a birthday party, played with a bunch of people. It's really good. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, the new gimmick in this one is you can put gear on your characters uh, and you pick every character on the team. It used to just, you pick the captain and then it would fill out with Toads and Koopas. Uh the critiques of the game are that it has minimal content. There are like mm, 10 or 12 that's, characters. And that's what like, I was going to ask. I was going to ask. Like that. five stages. Uh, that was, was that your thing for for Mario Golf too? Like it just lacks Also it? very limited. Yep. And that's consistent here. The stages, the gimmick, another gimmick in this one is you pick a stage per team and then that the stages come together and fuse the soccer field based on the theme you pick. So it's like jungle, jungle, spooky, uh, haunted house. Uh, Mushroom Kingdom uh, and then they sort of you can pick different ones and they make like a weird monster field and then your audience is on your or your crowds on your side if that makes sense that's kind of neat 
Yeah, and and so if anyone's played Strikers, like it, it's it's a very sparse Nintendo franchise. Like we've had Strikers on the GameCube, and then Strikers Charged, which was like kind of a revamp of Strikers on Wii, and then mm. this. So like this is really I would count this as like the second Mario Strikers game. You know what I mean? Have you played online? I haven't played online yet. Mainly no. like the grand like the cups by myself, and then a bunch with friends. So I can't speak to the online experience yet, but it's really fun. And so they do like a bunch of anime uh, joke animations for like when you go to do your super shot, it like, it looks like, you know how in, um, oh, I watched it with Tori, Jujutsu Kaisen, they do like the 2D illustrations when they go to like do a cool punch and it's like where their fist is and it's like a different art style than the art style of the characters. That's like Heather's favorite show. They're kind of doing that with these characters. Like when you go to kick it, like there's that cool fire around your foot. That's like different than the 3d models. It's like, it's like a different frame rate and art style. Right. Right. And, and it does like the anime framing of like where it zooms in straight on the eyes with everything's like fiery. And it's like just a clear color in the background and just the character profile. So those are really pretty. And Steve, I'm genuinely laughing a lot while playing this game. Cause all the characters have like quirks of how they play, like just like in golf, like DK golfs with the puck or the uh, puck, the uh, putter in one hand, like he like yeah. one hands, everything in this one, Wario carries the ball. If you pass to Wario, he picks it it up holds it in one hand over his shoulder like he's serving a pizza and just waddles around the field like like so that's the level of personality and humor in this game and so all the characters have that like very personable way of playing soccer which you know as i make fun of nintendo for having a lack of story in a lot of their games these are characters and i love these characters so when wario uh uses his ultimate which is jumping up into the air really high uh blowing out your butt and then dropping on the ball so that the force of your butt on the ball against the ground sort of launches the ball at the net like spongebob between uh arnold palmer's pecs in the SpongeBob movie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just straight at the net. Uh, that's hilarious. So there's a lot of that in this game, and I'm actually really liking that. But I'm a huge hypocrite. Frame rate issues everywhere, very noticeable. Mm. Yeah, I bought it for a friend as a as a gift, um, and then I was like, <clears throat> you know, whenever Heather and I kind of feel like playing, I'll buy it as well. Mm-hmm. And we just haven't done that. I'm just trying to delay it as much as possible because I'm. Nintendo just doesn't do it for me, so I'm just like, whatever. I know like what will happen. Like the mm. same thing that happens with Kirby and all the other Nintendo games this year. I'll play it for three, four, five hours. I'll like it, and then I just won't ever touch it ever again because it you know, doesn't have trophies, let's be honest. <laughs> so, it doesn't. Um cool. I'm I mean, you're a hypocrite. I'm not gonna believe anything you ever say ever again. So that's fair. Is it Arnold Palmer? Who does who puts who's the guy who puts the SpongeBob characters between his packs to launch them into the ocean in the SpongeBob. I don't know. Movie. I was born in '86, so I didn't watch SpongeBob. Oh, that's fair. It's a famous beach person. I don't think it's Arnold Palmer. Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, it wasn't Schwarzenegger either. It's a famous blonde beach guy, maybe from Baywatch or something. By the way, another another Steve gaming heaven thing. Uh, What's Resident happening? Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three got the PS5 updates this week. Ah, shit, I gotta find it. If anyone out there has Resident Evil 3 for uh, <laughs> PS4 uh, and they want to sell it to me for 10 Canadian dollars, let me know. I looked for it today. I went to EB Games today and looked and? for it for you as a gift. No, I didn't find it. Aw. Do you think I would I appreciate just tell that? You that? No. 
Oh, that's true. Uh, all right, see, let's close out uh, what we've been playing and the show with TMNT, yeah. Shredder's Revenge, Tribute Games in Montreal. I met these folks at Montreal Comic Con 2016, and let me tell you, Steve, I've shared a lot of booths with a lot of developers and a lot of conventions across this planet. They're some of the nicest people I've had the pleasure of talking to and, and sharing uh, water bottles with. This game... <coughs> It's blowing the fuck up, Steve. It's getting thousands and thousands of Steam reviews. They hit everything day one, Switch, PlayStation, Xbox. It's on Game Pass. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I had a friend. I bought it day one. <clears throat> um, I didn't actually play it day one. I played Wild Arms. But then I played it uh, Friday. I, mm-hmm. went, I logged in, or I did an online match with six people. I kind of forgot you could play with six people. and It was just chaotic and awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the style to this game is dope. Like the intro song is just banging. Oh my right god, out, dude! Right out of Steve's memory. Like, like it opens just, like the cartoon. Like it opens <clears throat> like an episode of TMNT, right? Yeah. Like you know the Harry Potter spell where they can do the little wand of the head and the memory comes out. Like <laughs> yep, that's, yep, yep. that's how they made this <laughs> intro. The the over the overview like there's throwbacks to all the different games like the overview map is straight out of TMNT one there's like there's turtles and time stuff um, that they call back the whole Statue of Liberty thing is is sort of TMNT three like the the clan troopers working at the computers and shit I, I don't like that they're called the clan it's bothering me every time I, I know it's a C but every time I I refer to the clan it feels weird <laughs> yeah they're not it's not racist they're, I know but, you know. <laughs> You know, like, you, you know, know. I, <laughs> I got it. you know, um, and I think like the other thing with this and other beat 'em ups is that because of the dodge, mm. it's a lot more like it's faster and more skill. And you and like if you get hit, you know, something in Streets of Rage 4 and a lot of these classic beat 'em ups, it was always about like quarters, like you need mm-hmm. quarters. And Streets of Rage 4 did a good job at just sort of reliving that experience. And it's just like you get hit and you just deal with it. But now in Team NT, you actually like, you're like, okay, that got me. Like I didn't learn the pattern or I, or I you know, took, I pressed square one extra time and I should have like dodged out of it and stuff like that. So it's a little, it's definitely more skill based, which is, which is sweet. On that um, point, Steve, I noticed the challenge in the first level, like there's optional like side missions you can do in every level. And the one for the first level is beat it without getting hit. And yeah, I thought about that because deliberately putting that on the first level, like that's going to trigger in so many gamers brains like the, Oh, I got to replay and try to do that. Cause like now I know that then they're just going to keep trying. And I wonder if that's to teach the dodge. Cause you really can't be effective in this game without dodging. And so having that first objective of replay the level over and over without getting hit, you're going to need to master the dodge to even complete that challenge. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. There that that's a challenge in a few other ones, but only like the early levels. Um, and I so then I had a friend over yesterday. What day is it? Yeah, yeah, yesterday, and he was watching me play, and he was like, "This looks, this looks like an SNES game." And I was like, "Yes, that's the their tribute games. That's their whole mm-hmm. thing. They're awesome at it." And uh, I picked up the controller, and we, and we beat the rest of it, and it was it was just dope. Like it's just you can play up to eight players online, right? I think six. Six, six, six sorry, right? Sorry, six. Actually, there's seven characters, but yeah. That's crazy. Were you were you matchmaking or did you just play with your friend? Uh, no. So earlier I was matchmaking, which is randos, and then it was just me and my buddy being it or whatever. That's awesome. And yeah. So uh, I played the I played the yeah. first four levels, and I'm just I'm I'm really loving it. So my touchstone to this genre is not Streets of Rage, those kind of games. It was the Simpsons 
a game that came to iPod, whichever that one was, I actually beat that, like rolled credits and then played a couple times trying to get high oh, like scores. Simpsons, the, the arcade one? Yeah, the arcade Simpsons one. Did, like, it didn't originally launch on iPad, you dickhead. No, not iPad. I mean, whichever one came to iPod because I knew it was like... What do you mean iPod? Had, like iPod Touch is where I played it. Oh, but it was yeah, the arcade yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was yeah. an arcade game ported to iPod. Yeah, oh, pixel okay, art. Okay, I see. They it. actually, actually, Steve, that the the there's a pubcade on Argyle Street here that has it. If you want to go play the Simpsons arcade game with me, that would be really fun. I mean, I just hate you because I played that game in the arcades when I was like ten years old. And you're I know we you get it. You're old. I played on my iPod on the bus to school, listening to like, Christian rock. It looks like I'm looking at screenshots on it. Looks like shit on the iPod on on <laughs> iPhone, but I don't know if that's just iPhone screenshots. If the game actually does. Okay, we don't need it to did. litigate the, the, the origins of the, the Simpsons beat em up game. I'm, I'm just saying that's my only exposure to this genre. And TMNT okay. nails how it felt playing that game. Like, to, to such a degree that I was like, so, I was like, oh, nice. Oh, nice. Like, when I noticed things that, like, reminded me of, of that older older game. Uh, and, 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 like, they, they kept, I think, deliberately, like, I sent you that screenshot of, like, you can orient your characters, like, they're in front of something that should be in front of them, just through the perspective. But, like, there's no way to get around that, and that's what those old games did. They just, mm-hmm. like, oh, like, your leg would technically be behind the car, and the car would be in front of you, and the wall would be behind behind your leg but we can't actually like we could do all that it's more work so we're just gonna put the leg in front of the car and it doesn't make sense yeah. uh and like that's great that's just effortless and fun and 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 you know it, it fluid i don't know it's it's doing a lot for me and i wasn't expecting it to like of course we've been following the updates and trailers and all that and i know you've been hyped and we've been hyping it up but i'm actually really liking it that's sweet yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a short thing too like you could just sit down tonight and 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 smoke it out but like i beat it and, and i'm still kind of like yo i want to play more because like mm. it's just the combat is just like it's just really tight like streets of age 4 felt like those arcade games that were just purposely there like to eat your quarters and mm-hmm. that's what that series was there's no dodge there's no block like you're just kind of screwed your dodge is just like move left and then back mm-hmm. but this is like the evolution of that where it's like no it, like there's going to be some skill to this and mm. I kind of look forward to like in a couple months seeing people who are like really banning at this game. This, this game is going to be a GDQ, a GDQ highlight for sure. <laughs> yeah. Especially if they like, try and do a speed run with six players. Can you imagine six say, players yeah. trying to speed run this game? No, that'd be so cool. Oh man. I'm trying to do like a no damage. Cause the, th- the, the funny thing they do with those challenges is like if one person fails it, you, you fail it. So, like, there's ones where it's, like, don't get hit by traps mm-hmm. three times in the map. And then if you and your buddy and some other rando get hit by a trap, that counts. And so mm. you fail the challenge. But it works the other way. Like, if you, you know, if it's, like, you know, defeat five enemies with a special attack and, like, you do one. Right. And everyone else. Yeah. And arguably, um, like, does the enemy... Like the enemy health and stuff doesn't scale the more players you have. Like if you are just in a coordinated enough team, it is just easier with more people. No, I think the number of enemies certainly changes. I don't know. Okay, if the enemy health changes. If the numbers change, then that 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 balances that out. But yeah, I think it's the number of enemies. Because when I was playing with six people on that first level, it was it was not, it was bananas. Like I was also. Just like, <laughs> 
Steve, just like Mario Strikers is dripping with personality, like the the <laughs> enemies in this game are hilarious. Like the way they hide, pretending to do jobs in the background, and then just yeah, jump into so the like good. I love it. they just have like a, a tie on at the desk. Other but like they're wearing the complete ninja gimp suit getup, like and at the desk, uh, and then you finish the foreground enemies, and they just take the tie off and then jump. And you're like, I knew you were back there the whole time. Yeah, I know they were. Yeah, Donatello's taunt is is literally just. Um, kneeling down and starting to play a Game Boy, like an old That's old awesome. Game Boy. It's, it's I will say this game has a dedicated high five button and yeah. I love that. And it actually like gives you a benefit, like it hypes you up a bit, your your little meter, right? Oh, does it really? I didn't even know that. I just or did maybe it kills you. you. It does something. But mm. yeah, the dedicated high five button and the best oh, difficulty the select screen. The, the revive's cool, but the difficulty selects screen, Steve, I think is uh oh, what was it? I tweeted it out from our account. Cool. Chill. Cool, uh, chill, gnarly. Oh, I don't think I tweeted. I tweeted the high five, not that one. But um, yeah, the it difficulty is something screen. like chilling, cool, and yeah, it is something like that. The um, the one thing that I yeah, the the revive is awesome too because it's just a pizza. Like it's he's holding the pizza like in front of the turtle as like come back to the pizza, smelling salts. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's chill, okay, and then gnarly. But I just yeah. love how normal is. Okay, like <laughs> you want to play TMNT? Okay, <laughs> you know, we're just gonna play on okay, uh, and that's just such a like inviting difficulty screen. Like, do you want chill? Do you want okay? Or do you want gnarly? And you know what that means if you know this game. And oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I'm just seeing now too. Someone tweeted uh, with the new TMNT game release. Can we get a sequel to the Simpsons Arcade? That Simpsons Arcade game was pretty sweet. It was. I really it was- liked it. It was on PS3 and stuff too. I don't. I doubt you can. I doubt it's still available because like mm. all that stuff seems to that that yeah. kind of stuff seems to have a. The license changed to EA it. and stuff, right? From whoever made them initially in the nineties. Yeah, so that was a fun. There was a. There's also an X Men one, like the eighties kind of X Men um, look, and mm. uh, that was that was a really good game too. So. Excellent. It's awesome. Check out TMT is is Shredder's dope. Revenge. It's Ghostface Killer. Steve's heart and soul. Mm. Uh, Wu-Tang is for the children. And CanadianGameDevs.com is for you, dear listeners. You can support us on Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs at the $5 tier or higher. We'd like to count you as one of our credited patrons and and personally thank you at the end of every episode. Uh, Back us there for Discord perks, early access to the pod, game key giveaways every month, and discounts for Canadian gaming events. A huge thank you to our credited patrons, Aaron McLeod, David Nagy, Dugsy, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Gene Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, and Nicholas A. Zorko. I will, this week, figure out how to change the art on Apple Podcasts. I'm, I'm gonna do it. Uh, it's updated on Google and Spotify. I just can't figure out Apple. But if you're on Apple, leave us a review. We'd love to take your feedback. Uh, elsewhere, send it to at Canada Game Devs on Twitter or contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Steve, good episode. Mm-hmm. Good episode. Callisto Protocol. Can't wait. Callisto Protocol, Ravenlock, uh... What's the one that you wanted to play with all of the music? Mm. What do you mean? There's oh, like one the sound one? Yeah, the sound one. What's that one? That was a little while ago. I forget what it's called now. Okay, it's on my okay. wish list. You can play do you still game. think the Blue Jays are going to make the World Series? <laughs> Yo, fucking the, the New York Yankees are literally like on pace to beat the 
single season record right now. And we're like 40% in through the season. So it's not like they're just at a banning month. Like they've been killing it. So and no. And they're going to make the playoffs because they expanded the playoffs. And once you get in there, then, you know. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can still happen. Like Yankees playing can crash tomorrow. So. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> uh, you, know what, you know what is amazing, though? The Celtics what is? lost. And that's what. That's what. Uh, Salu. Salu. Boston's been getting too many dubs, if you ask me. Well, not like in terms of their city or the conditions for the people who live there or anything, but in terms of sports, <coughs> their sports, yeah, their sports are out of hand, out of pocket. <coughs> is the, is the city struck? I don't give a shit about the city of Boston. Yeah, so. I could call. It's Boston. It's our sister city in Halifax. Is it really? Oh, cause yeah. the whole, yeah, cause yeah, the whole, cause the whole yeah, yeah. War, the blood, Titanic blood. and then the explosion. And explosion. We, now we send them a Christmas tree every year. That's cute. It is. They, they That's like your tax dollars at work though. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'd, I much prefer sending a Christmas tree to Boston than how most of my tax dollars are spent. Well, would you, yeah, would you rather just have lower rent and rent control or would you want a Christmas tree in Boston? I think we both know the answer to that question. Yeah, you love Christmas. I got you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Until next week, goodbye. Did you play? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been playing a bunch of it actually. Wow, I'm three Canadian games this week. Look at me, Ghosty. Where are you, huh? Okay, let's go. All right, yeah, that's good. <clears throat>